Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is the Silver and Black Podcast with r in the Morning. Wimpy for three. Butter. Rob Thompson and Rudy J get you inside the San Antonio Spurs along with everything NBA. It's the Silver and Black Podcast with r r in the Morning, part of the San Antonio Sports Star Podcast Network at sasportstar.com. Now, here are the guys. Spurs go 500 over the weekend. Uh, they still sit with just with the worst record in the West. Uh, they're not uh, the worst. They're next to worst. I, didn't, I don't know what happened last night, but they're right there. Uh, but you get the sense that 500 weeks... You know, winning and losing, two up, one down, one down, two up. Isn't that far away? They're not there yet. Uh, the the the, uh, the Charlotte game going into the back to back, that was disappointing. Not going in, but leaving the back to back was a little generous. Yeah, uh, was disappointing. It, it it went back to what is so wrong. But uh, what we saw against the Wizards was uh, you know Wimby led. Uh, lots of points, not a lot of minutes. Um, uh, got a little touch and go. They they, they held on late. Uh, they did everything that uh, an, a fair to Midland team should be doing. And we're seeing more of that than we have previously. That being said, you brought up a stat this morning that uh, I don't know how to parse. Because it's one of those Elias Sports Bureau baseball kind of stats that when you hear you go, well, I don't want no explicative. Really? No blank. Yeah. This is one of those no blank kind of stats. So, first of all, Money Paradox asked on YouTube if I'm a, a Street Fighter, Tekken, or Mortal Kombat person. I do want to address this. Tekken. Uh, oh. um, that was my... Tekken, Mortal Kombat. It's it's right. It's it's Shoney's Denny's. Yeah. I mean, wow. I hadn't heard Shoney's in a long time. I know. They're, they're all, what I'm trying to get at is they're all the same. Wow. But uh, I, I'm, anyway. a mortal, I'm a Mortal Kombat fan, though. Anyway. Um, Tekken... Tekken and Shoney's for me. Anyway, uh, so the Spurs on Saturday uh, became the second team in NBA history to record 20 or more assists in 100 consecutive games. And I know that sounds like um, you know, like you're making it up, like, oh, like on Tuesdays after 3 p.m. Central time. Like, when it does feel it, like one you of know, those. When it's kind of dark outside, like it's not that specific. Um, but because 20 more assists in 100 I mean, straight it, games. A hundred straight games. So for anyone who's curious, this streak began on December 8th, 2022. Who do you think the Spurs were playing that particular night, Rob? I think I have a 1 in 29 shot. I'm going to say the Dallas Mavericks. You are super close. It was the Houston Rockets. Wow, you knew it was going to be divisional and more likely because more games. But okay, anyway. Uh, Spurs won that game, actually kicked off a three-game winning streak, which they have not had so far this season. But, hey, you never know. You know, you, uh, you anyway, hear that. Uh, 20 dimes a game for 100 straight, and the record doesn't mean squat. There's nothing to show for it. What's the record the, in the I mean, last 100 games? Um, well, you know, those are semantics. Uh, nobody has to get, get into that. But this is 
This is insane. Like, a hundred? This had only ever happened one time. Once! This had, this had only been done one time before in all of, of NBA history. Who was that? Oh, you have to guess. You think it was those same Rockets? No, you have to. Okay, if you're gonna if you're gonna talk assists, you have to go. Okay, when would there been an era with a lot of assists? When was it offensive friendly? When was there a time when not a lot of defense was being played and and fouls? Much like in this era, when when was the last time that was like that? And I would go right in the uh, either mid early mid eighties or about fifteen years ago. That that's all I can uh, tell you. Okay, so those are your eras. And I guess I'll give you – you're like Taylor, Rob. you got a lot of errors. Um, I'll give you some partial credit. Because I do have a lot streak, of errors. This is, <laughs> the streak in question came from 1984 there you go. to 1986. Okay? Who was the team that reached 120 games with 20 or more assists? Well, that's the uh, – that's Showtime. It was the Lakers. Look at you, Rob, piecing things together. You're like on a game show just kind of like – <laughs> well, um, you know, it's funny because my thought is when you first told me team had averaged 20 assists a game, and I know the output for at least this team with 20 assists per game, and I went, Not well, that averaging, by the way. Like, I mean, that, straight. That's what yeah. I'm sorry. It's 20, 100 straight games of 20 or better assists. And I thought, on its premise, I'd go, wow, that's championship level crap. That, that, that number tells me that whoever's doing that is passing the ball and sharing and going good to better and better to best and the beautiful game kind of stuff. And then uh, I go, well, wait a minute. Uh, we're doing that, and that doesn't mean crap. And then you I'd go, say, it's been, there's nobody else doing anything like this. And the last time it did happen was in the early 80s. By the way, uh, the Lakers streak began with a game against Dallas. So you were you were close. Hey, you know what I mean? Like you had all you had all it's just those you know, kind of you, rain man numbers that keep us playing. Yeah, you you could kind of sense all the details um you know going on. Um they obviously won a lot more games. Who's next? <laughs> do, do you have on this thing who's 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 who else what kind of people other teams are on these kind of streaks? I want to see if it matters at all. Like if you do have do. talent above and beyond, beyond a 7-3 dude. So the um these Lakers, it was 120 games long. They lost 26 games. So you're talking they won 94. 94 and 26. Uh-huh. To, uh, the Spurs uh, okay, so uh, Showtime Lakers have the longest streak ever. Spurs are chasing this. Um, obviously, need 21 games to break the streak, so it could happen, obviously, or would happen this season if they wound up doing that. Um, the third streak, so Spurs now sit in second alone. They've uh-huh. actually sat in second alone for a little bit. Um, there is a team on their heels <laughs> actively in the NBA. This had, like this going had on not right happened. now. Yeah, this had not happened in almost 40 years. And here we have two teams on the precipice of both reaching 100 games. The Indiana Pacers, Rob, began oh. their streak six days after the Spurs in, in December of 2022. They're sitting on 97 games right now. So they're three games behind the Spurs with 20 or more assists in every single game. So it hadn't happened in 40 years. you got two teams neck and neck right now. Yeah, the interesting thing um, about this is right after – so. You've got San Antonio and Indiana, and, and Indiana right there at second and third. But Indiana's actually tied for third, the third longest streak. So that if they get another one, they'll be in third all by themselves. They're tied with the bad boys, if you want to call it right, before the bad boys era Pistons. Um, and their streak ended, the Pistons did, on March 4th, 1986, two months after the Lakers streak that we're talking about ended. So two about, championship like, teams back then and yeah. two average to – Bad teams now. 
Yeah, so if you're looking for a way to cope or feel good about the Spurs, just know they're playing the same kind of basketball the championship teams were in the late 80s. In the 40s. No, the 40 years ago. Well, I mean, 80s. it could be the yeah. 40s. <laughs> That's true. I mean, um, the, the, the era just kind of – this is an era where we should be seeing a lot of assists. This is an offensive era of basketball. And when it's only the Spurs and the Pacers that are headed at 100 games or better. Doesn't that give you an idea of what the league is right now? That it is not about good to better, better to best. It's about penetration and threes. That's all it is. And it's hard to get a bunch of assists when you're doing that, unless you're not shooting a bunch of threes. To your point, though, um, Indiana is obviously the best comp because they're they're active, right? Um, So this is 97 games. How many of their past 97 games do you think the Pacers have won? Uh, I would say... They might be at 500. I'll say 50 each, 50-50. 45. I mean, you're right there. Yeah. My point is, like, they've won over t- almost twice as many games as the Spurs have in this exact same time. You, Of all teams, the, the one who comes close to challenging, Utah has a, a streak active as well. They're at 63 games. Um, is there a star really on did- any team you just mentioned? Do we have a – I mean, Wemby's headed there, but he ain't yet. He's close, but no. he's not. Halliburton's close. Are- Halliburton's, you know, he's one of those guys we've been talking about, and he's played a huge role in the second half of this run, but he wasn't a huge role in all of this. I'm looking for um, any team that's had a, a streak at least somewhere near this long that had a start. By the way, the Pacers had a streak of 67 games from December of 2019 through February of 2021. So they had a long streak going and then, you know, fell off a little bit. And Early then, Nate McMillan. Yeah, and then and then Carlisle came aboard and kind of this is kind of their their you know mo. Is well, Carlisle's a hell of a coach, and you telling me this began again once he arrived doesn't shock yeah. me a bit because they're going to uh, play Indiana basketball in Indiana, and there's going to be good to better, better to best. That's just going to happen up there. That's how they sell tickets because there's no stars. To, relative to modern times, um, the 2017-2018 Warriors that season. Um, well, not quite. Actually, this this was the the second half of the 2017 season. They reached 65 games. So this is the KD Warriors um, through through both KD seasons, parts of both. Um, ultimately, still had a lot of this. You know, 20 more assists in 65 consecutive games. But even recently, um, the Warriors um, had reached a 64 game streak of this particular variety from. Uh, November of 2022 through April of last year. I, I don't even think, as recently as last year, they were playing this kind of basketball. The Warriors. You know, when when you see a game like what Wimby got last night or, or Saturday night, the the 24, um, eight rebounds, 24 points, and pretty steady fashion. And the way that the game is played now is it's a drive, it's a penetrate and kick league, it's a skip pass league, it's a hockey assist league it's not a drive and dish for a dunk or a layup now there are the rim runners where you're going to have guys like Halliburton and those old school you know the kind of point guards that we all remember as kids those guys are still going to be able to pull eight nine ten assists a game but because of that there's not a lot of other assists to be given just because of the style that it takes to have one guy that's going to average 12 assists who's going to be a very ball dominant guy uh, when I when I see a team averaging twenty assists for over a hundred games, that tells me a team that has no stars. That means that we're, we're we're just passing and hoping for a great shot. There's not one guy who go who is available to them. And I can look at the the Pacers previously, and Halliburton's kind of helped that, with that over the last you know over this season as he has been kind of a revelation. But those two teams, there's nothing there. And then the last time we saw it was back in the '80s, 
back-to-back with two teams chock full of stars. And the Pistons and the, the Lakers? That was just because everybody on those two teams could shoot. Every pass was an assist. Yeah, you either got to be, you know, really bad or really good. Just, just in, incredibly all-time good. Again, the Warriors are kind of examples of this. Um, on the Wimby note, saw some chatter on the internet. This was like, and all relatively speaking, of course, this was like the worst game he's played in a little bit. I mean, you know what I mean? And like, you you say that, and like, it sounds like, oh man, he stunk. No, no, <laughs> like, he did not. He, was, he like think of this is this feels like the worst game he's played in some time. 24 points, uh, <laughs> eight total rebounds, four assists. There's some value I will take to that. that. Like, you know, but still, I will. And this was the first game where he, um, you know, you've been harping on, like, a point-a-minute guy. Um, this is the first game where he wasn't, like, kind of maso menos, you know what I mean, like, rounding a little bit. Uh, wasn't a point-a-minute guy no. uh, since the Memphis loss, um, on, on which was the first game of the year. I which, mean, so, I mean to, to consider a guy point a minute, we're talking Kobe now. I mean, we're I mean legit. I, I mean, the, the comparisons, if you could even stay in the same vicinity uh, of Kobe but, on your first year. You're right. You, you hit it on the head. And I think that's why, as we've seen the the decision, for whatever reason, finally made for let, to let Trey Jones be a point guard, which Trey last night or against the Wizards, phenomenal game. This you uh, want to talk about a stat line that should be put on, on his locker room in his locker. Trey Jones rolls out and goes eleven, twelve, and eight. Eleven points, twelve assists, and eight rebounds in a game. We will win seventy five percent of our games. I mean, I, without hesitation, he's really, he's really become. I don't want to use the word wingman, but he's really become a necessary. Was he the predictable necessary? Yes. Yes, he was the predictable. And I'll tell you why. Not only do you get that, which is fair to average. I mean, he's a good point guard. He ain't great. And, you know, there, it, it will not be difficult to be supplanted. But he's a point guard in the NBA who, given the right amount of minutes, given some weapons to throw to, will average you those kind of assists because of the way he plays. But what he did was what we saw against the Wizards. When he arrived, it freed Jeremy just to be a garbage man. Just to go and be, dude. The reason we drafted you, now you can be. And we saw it in 23 points. Just go be you, man. A little of this, a little of that. Hit a shot or here. St- die for a, for a ball. Get a couple of dunks. A couple of jumpers if you, we, uh, you know, try a few of them, you know. But go be Jeremy Sohan, the garbage man. And then when he does that, suddenly Devin's got some shots available to him. 21. So I think, you know, there's this ripple effect of, yes, Trey is in. Doesn't mean he's great, but it freed the other dudes to go be them. And it allowed Wimby to have a less than normal Wimby night. Still get the numbers, but it took a little bit longer. But it had Sohan getting some trash. We had guys moving, and it turned into a win on the road. My gosh. I mean, we could, that's a, 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 uh, a tick on the on the gun handle if you're a gunfighter. Winning games is one thing at home, but to go on the road even against a bad one for this kind of team, that's huge, man. Huge. Now the Sixers ain't gonna be that much. I think we you know, I think we can celebrate and kind of take our wounds as we get ready for a much better basketball team. But they did go in and beat a team, you know, when you see the Spurs anymore, you're expecting a win. You're bringing your A game. You, you invite your mama to that game. Could you argue that Trey is a more important catalyst? Than Wimby in that sense? No. Why not? You just made the argument. No, yeah, what, the, the but, argument you just made is incredibly spirited. No, what I mean is he's as good as he is. It's Wimby's still the catalyst for everything. As Wimby goes, so could, 
I get what I you're mean, saying. Well, yes. what you're saying. It's your point. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, the argument for Trey reaching that level allows Wemby to not have to carry everything. Right. right? And I'm, I'm not saying, like, in a perfect world, I mean, I think if you ask any Spurs fan, everybody wants Wemby to carry everything, right? But, like, the reality of that he will can't eventually. foster itself. I mean, but all the time? And that's, like, no, I mean, will. this comes back to, like, the argument or the general, not even the argument, but just the general fact of it all, that at some point he's going to have to actually have a wingman. Well, and so my point is, if you could, if your wingman can be the catalyst the way Trey Jones was on Saturday night, then, I mean, I don't want to say you're cooking with gas, but, I mean, you, you have a real team at that point in time, not just Wimby and four dudes. You need, we'll use the, I, I don't know, you need a pressure of 75%. Or I'm trying to find a way that I'm de- trying to describe what, in my mind, Trey Jones means to the Spurs. Because if Trey was to offer 11, 12, and 8 in three years, in three years from now, uh, when we have accomplished whatever the att- the accomplishment is, there's another star here, another, there's a, a Robin to the Batman, there's another couple, uh, and, and Trey is still here. They've decided at some point that he is here, and he runs these kind of numbers. That's a 60-win team then because Wimby will always, at that point, be will average the same amount of assists or close to it. He will, at that point, be that guy where he is the – the center to the circle. I mean, he will really be everything goes through him. But when Trey offers that, especially with the eight rebounds, then those 20 assists a game start to mean something because then we really are going good to better, better to best because we've got two dudes that are not only capable of dropping the pass to the right guy at the right time, but you can have one in and one out all the time. I mean, there's there's placement attitudes that you have with your point guard and your big that I that's what we want then. Now, uh, we need Wimby to be a little bit, uh, the, the guy a little bit more, maybe more than he's comfortable with. And Trey just continued doing this. You, you see what I'm saying? I don't think this level of play at point guard is a catalyst now. It'll be a piecemeal thing later if we get Wimby where Pop thinks he's going to be in a couple of years. And that will be that, that hub to the spokes, the Jokic kind of point guard kind of thing. Trey has double-digit assists in three of his last four games. It's, it's a beautiful thing to watch. Oh. He's put, putting, the, putting the streak on his back. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's, it's fun to watch a guy finally kind of feeling himself, you know, being told you're a bench guy for a while and watching things kind of, and you're playing with guys that really don't mesh with you. And then you get about 20 games under your belt and you start feeling it and you start knowing where guys are going to be on certain sets. Um, you can see it. Uh, now, there's still a lot, a lot of work to be done. It'll be on uh, a good example tonight, but. When you're now they're to the level, and it's sad to say after we're halfway through a season that we thought would be playoff worthy, but we are at least competitive with teams that are of our own ilk. Well, I mean, they've won three games in the last what week and a half or whatever it's been. I mean, you know, we're no longer heading—not that we ever were—but no longer heading 180 degrees south. Like rel- relative to that emotion, you know what I mean? It, we the the turn has come. I mean, I don't I I don't know that this is not a team that wins more games. You know, between now and the end of the regular season, by a significant margin, again, relatively speaking, than they have up to up to this point. Um, does the streak does the streak make it to? It's called spring break. What five hundred? No, no, no. Oh, the hundred? Yeah, there's no reason to think it won't. I mean, they've done this when they were awful. We've we've managed twenty assists when we scored seventy five points. All I'm saying is we've talked a lot about this, and the rules of streaks are you don't talk that- about it at all. So if it dies tonight in Philly, I mean, no big loss. We're we're 
we're way more powerful than we want to give I'll ourselves. put it to you. I will say this. The likelihood of it falling is pretty good. But also, I would say the night that it falls, we win. It'll be a night where one guy goes off. Wimby gets 40. Maybe it's a Devin, you know, 9-3 kind of a game and not all of them are, are assists. But when they don't get it, I bet it's a win. Because that'll tell me somebody stepped in and dominated a game when it was required. That's why all these great teams over the last 20 years haven't done it because um, they're stars that take games over. So do you remember who you properly guessed, giving you a bit of a pass here, the street began against? The Spurs street. Uh, I, uh, I, I guessed the Mavericks, but, the I, yeah. but it was the Rockets. Yeah, it was the Rockets. That was right. the correct answer. The 120th game, which would tie the record, is in Houston. Really? Look at that. Life comes full circle. Uh, the the 121st game, which, again, would give the Spurs, the if you want to call it the record, uh, all to themselves, would come Thursday, March the 7th in Sacramento. Imminently doable. Imminently doable. One of those ridiculous records that if you get, you're awfully proud of it. If you lose it, you go, well, my record didn't reflect the, the positivity of what I felt on this thing. So, where, by the way, goodbye. Where does this um, this fall for you in terms of what you're rooting for now? You know, so like if if we power ranked our priorities to what to root for during any Spurs game, it's Wemby well, amazing performance. You know, continuing to cater to the Wemby's an All Star narrative. It, it is not even a narrative, just a reality. Mm-hmm. Spurs win. Is it fourth for you? It's kind of fourth for me. No, that was last year. <laughs> but I think you're 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 probably in the right field, the right part of the field, and I than I am, better part of the field. I, I think I'm in the minority here. I would like to see what we've got now. It's time to start looking for how do we win basketballs instead of how do we get better. How do, how do we win? compromise the streak to win games. Well, uh, yes. How dare you? Yes, and I think now it's time to figure out how, not just how do we get better every night, but how do we win more games? And maybe at the uh, – maybe it's guys maybe not getting as many minutes and getting better. Maybe it's more about getting some guys in there to win some basketball games. So we start to understand how to do that. That would be my my next goal. But when you're sitting dead last in the West and looking at a l- couple of lottery balls, it's hard to get past that. We'll continue talking silver and black as we do every day. Make sure you uh, continue to subscribe, like, listen, and share as we do this on the regular. And if you're not watching this now, shame on you. Absolute shame. I mean, I mean like, like like Cersei uh, in the Walk of Atonement, shame.